Okay, dumpster divers, we have a follow-up to when I sprung a Karate Christmas miracle onto Jared uh, back in December, uh, and Jared today has a mystery movie of his own, and that is, drumroll please. I would like to clarify that Eric does not know the title of this movie. I do not know the title, anything about it at all. Are you ready? Yeah, I was doing the drum roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Thunderpants. 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 From 2002. Amazing. <laughs> Today on Banquet at the Flood <laughs> How drab, how dull critique can be. It's begging and pleading for apathy. The good, the bad, the in-between. And nothing is everyone's cup of tea. No time to waste, there's things to do. Jared and Eric are happy too. They'll suffer the worst of films for you. So enter the strangest of banquet rooms. So Thunderpants. So Thunderpants. Is what we're watching. That's what we're watching today. Have you heard of it? Uh, no. Good. I didn't think I you had. Not. I had never heard of it. Until okay. I did. Okay. Um, so before this, we started, you asked if I could try to give a full plot summary uh-huh. based on the title alone. The title alone and the year. Just on the title. Yeah. I'm going to say that Thunderpants is a superhero. Okay. Who is, maybe it's like a, a type of like kick-ass type of superhero who doesn't really have any powers mm-hmm. um but he has an astounding ability to like propel himself forward through flatulence interesting um so it starts out he's an ordinary guy he wants to be a superhero doesn't know that he has any powers mm-hmm. um and he he just he's trying to fight crime tries to like you know, impress his parents, you know, <laughs> solve community problems. Uh, f- fast forward a little bit. He's, you know, in this battle with some guy and he just suddenly is just like, bam, like just discovers his powers all in a second. It's the first time he's ever flatulated. Um, and it's been building up a long time. Mm-hmm. Um and he just, boom, kills a guy. Uh, <laughs> guy goes flying. Like, criminal. A criminal, to be clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he, he, he discovers this power. And then, like, so the, the middle act is him using this power. Mm. Um, you know, for ill-gotten gains. Mm. You know, he's, he's just, he's propelling himself around for no reason. Um, he's breaking shit. Okay. He's, you know... Um, impressing the people at school uh and then the third act of course is when it all all comes back to him Mm. uh like come comes and there's a real threat Mm. there's like a real threat that comes to the town and thunderpants is called in to help but he's used up all his flatulence Mm. what happens now oh no um and so the townspeople gather together for flatulence-inducing foods. <laughs> you know, just pile it on. It's a really gross 
buffet scene leads into the big battle where the he's just like flying around through the air fists flying <laughs> defeating the giant colossal monster everyone loves it he gets he gets uh gets a love interest that was set up before but really not developed <laughs> and uh we we call it a day in a brisk 75 minutes <laughs> um Now I want you to name between two and four surprise guest stars. Okay, surprise guest stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I'm gonna say so. It's two thousand and two. Yeah. Okay, I think we're gonna get Jeff Foxworthy. Okay. He's about that that era, you know. <laughs> pe- people people knew who he was. Um, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Interesting. I'm gonna guess him. Uh, who else? Who else from that era? Um, maybe maybe a, a rapper of that era, like um, Outcast. Andre <laughs> Three Thousand shows up. I'm gonna guess. Just just comes in with you know roses. Mm-hmm. Just sings it in the background mm-hmm. of one of the scenes. Like oh what what roses smell like that. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't smell like roses, yeah. Uh, and then um, the uh, last last one, I'm going to go with the... Oh, Eric Roberts, of course. Oh, of course, of course. No, wait, no, I'm, I'm not going to say Eric Roberts because I've looked at his filmography. <laughs> I would have clicked on Thunderpants. Um, so I don't think Eric Roberts is in this. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with um, somebody from... Um, uh, who who would it be? Oh, Kelsey Grammer. Mm, I feel like this this is Kelsey Grammer. You know he's descending. It's got him written all Frasier. over. It. Yeah, yeah. He's in like already like season eight of Frasier. Mm. He's got to do some thunderpads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. So I I have had like almost the entire plot of this movie spoiled for me. So it's it's interesting to see what you get wrong and what you get right. Um, did I get anything right? <laughs> I'm not convinced that anything that I said should be right. Um, very little oh, of it. Judy Dench just to hedge my bets <laughs> as, uh, you know, okay. like that, that's right up her alley Judy too. Judy Dench right after guest Oscar stars movie. technically in everything because old Deuteronomy yeah. is eternal. Of course. Uh-huh. Um, I'm 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 really I'm I'm really excited to see this movie now. Um No now when you say everything's been spoiled for you, have you seen clips from it? Have you I've like... I've seen I've seen clips. I discovered this movie because I saw a TikTok that basically just like ran through it beat by beat and I it was so fascinating that I couldn't stop watching. And I know that like I said after Pinocchio that I would never again take movie recommendations from TikTok. But this looked... Two episodes later. Two episodes later, this looked so promising. Um, so that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's my story. I, was, I, I saw it and I immediately... I, I had to see it. 
I had. So to. you've seen it in the way um, my brother will often will be will be picking out movies and you know he'll be like oh I want to watch a horror movie and I'll I'll go through a bunch of horror movies it's like oh I've seen that I've seen that and I'm like wow he's watched a lot of horror <laughs> movies and he's be like and then he clarify well I saw a recap like a five minute recap on YouTube <laughs> and I'm like so you you haven't seen the movie then he's like yeah sorry. but I know what happens sorry what. He just, he watches, like, he watches recaps of horror movies because he's scared of them. And so he'll just watch <laughs> all of, like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, we could watch, like, one of the Scream movies. He's like, oh, I, I saw the recap of the first one. I was like, what about the second? Oh, I saw the recap of the second one. <laughs> that hurts me. It hurts that, me that so hurts much. Me. I'll give him this. It's efficient. It is. It is. He can say... He's watched a lot of movies no, without he actually can't. having to do the work. No, he can't. He well, can he says. No, no, he can't say that he's watched these movies. He can say that he knows the plot of these movies. But but think about it. If he didn't tell me that he just watched a recap, somebody who's like, oh, what about this part? He could probably say, oh, yeah, like, I know exactly what happened in that part. Play along. He can say whatever he have wants. You, have you done this test? Well, no, because I know his secret. Oh. I would need, in order to do the test, I would not need to know his secret. I would need to have some blind, you know, uh, third party who, mm. who is just like, has no idea and is just like, oh, Teo's favorite movie is The Babadook. Quiz him on it. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of our favorite movies, I think it's time to find out how many of your predictions came true. I think it is. Thunderpants are go! <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that that is the direction in which this is going. <laughs> we will see you, or hear, you will hear us after you this You will short hear us as well break. as full spoilers for Thunderpants after this brief musical interlude. Remain on the edge of your seat in a moment. Your hosts will return with the fruits of their suffering. Every last thought that is currently buffering too. The time has arrived. Their opinions will now debut. So, how right were you? Okay. Uh, I was not expecting this to be a British movie. <laughs> um... <laughs> I I was dead on about uh, the flatulence superpower. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was pretty I'd say I'd pretty close in terms of the um, buffet of food being fed to him in order to enhance yeah. his power for the yeah. the ultimate catastrophic event. Aside from that, I think uh, I was I was off on most other things. <laughs> Uh, I think Judy Dench totally could have fit in here. Yeah. Um, you know, that that was the the one. Um Eric Roberts of course, of course should have been in this. Obviously. Um but no, I was not expecting him to be a kid a kid either. Oh, interesting. Like that was the thing. Like, uh, you know, Thunderpants now that I'm thinking about it has to be a child. Yeah. You know, like, there's there's no way you get through life, you know, with this type of superpower mm-hmm. and it not come at, you know, in handy with your super brainiac <laughs> kid NASA, you know? 
Um, Played by Rupert Grint. Uh, no, like the whole the whole NASA being run by children thing was wild. Um, <laughs> there was a lot that was wild about this movie. I'm not convinced it was bad. Uh, no, neither am I. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think... Uh, uh, is there anything else that we want to say about it? Or should we get into that right away? Like, I, I think it's worth just talking about how this this movie makes some choices. Uh-huh. Um, the, the central one of it being um, revolving entirely around fart jokes. Yeah. Um, and it sticks to that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's my take on the movie, too, is that, like, it starts from the place of an idea that to be perfectly frank with everyone, should never have seen the light of day. It could have been five minutes. Could have been, it, it like, it, it could have been, like, a, like, a cutaway gag in a different movie. Like, oh, See, yeah. I, I was thinking, like, an SNL skit. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's like, what this feels like. But it takes that idea that was not a very good idea to begin with, and it just asks if this is true, what else is true? And then it just keeps doing that and it keeps developing the idea and it keeps like pushing the thing that it finds fun about the idea further and further and further. And it like, it works. And like everything, every, like there's no idea like there's no new idea that is introduced in this movie that feels like it's coming out of nowhere everything like is planted earlier in the script and knowing everything that happens in (laughs) advance of watching the movie i saw things like foreshadowing nasa foreshadowing the 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 kids music career like everything like it just fits together in a script that is surprisingly tight in a movie that is surprisingly charming for that is an... the other thing i got right it was very near 75 minutes <laughs> <laughs> i said it would be a brisk 75 minutes and it felt like that you know it was like what like 79 minutes i was pretty close it was like it was like 80 minutes it was like yeah. i think i think we hit 80 minutes once we got to the credits and i'll yeah. i'll call that a win for you yeah. Um, like it, it like, it's a movie that shouldn't work. It's an idea that's like the lowest of low culture, but yeah. it, it, it works. Yeah. This isn't Cybermutt, which is what we were, what, when we were walking into this and I figured out what we were watching, I thought it might be like a Cybermutt yeah. where you, you get you get the the premise early on. Mm-hmm. You get it. This is what they're going for. Uh, and then they deliver none of mm-hmm. the cyber mutt fun. Yeah. And you're like, why? Mm-hmm. Why would you make a movie called Cyber Mutt <laughs> where you have a robot dog and not take full advantage? Mm-hmm. This movie, the, it mined every single thing that you could and then it out keeps of this going. premise. And then yes. it keeps going. Like, after you think it's done everything that it possibly could with this idea. And the child, the literal child who has a chronic 
farting condition is yeah. on death row for literally killing a man with his farts. Yeah. It keeps That's... going, and he gets hired by NASA to power a rocket to the moon with his farts. Yeah. I I will also say that, like, if this was directed by Tim Burton or Terry Gilliam, it would be looked at as a masterpiece, <laughs> you know? Because, like, this had, like, big fish vibes, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, this, th- it, if, if this was, like, done with that type of style, you know, you would, you would be looking at this, like, people would be like, oh, yeah, right between Big Fish and, and Willy Wonka, yeah. he made that gem, you know? <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah. But that, there, that, there was, that, like, that's... there was a distinct sense of style about it. Like, it, yes. it, it did have, a, like, a strong tone and a unique voice. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it stuck to that. Yeah. No, like, it, it also, another movie that reminds me of um, from around the same time is Babine, which is this uh, movie from Quebec that is, like, about this child who everyone in the village hates, but he has mm-hmm. a magical ability that, you know, they all need. And it's, like... You know, now that I'm describing it, it actually, I'm just basically describing Canto, I realize. But it's very different. Um, it's a lot darker. Actually, oh, wait. Did Encanto just steal from Babine? Yeah. Never mind. That's the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally basically the same movie. I mean, there's no, there isn't a family with powers. Uh, it's, it's different from that. But yeah, it's huh, weird. Hmm. Anyways. Uh, Thunderpants. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, I, I guess, like, I guess this is an opportunity to talk about, like, what does it, what does it actually mean for something to be bad? Because a lot of the things that I've seen this referred to within is, like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen type of contexts. And I don't think that it was. Well, the, we always need to put the caveat that we watch a lot worse movies yes. than the average person. But so I, I think that if if, if they watched all the movies that we had, they might not still think. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that, like, badness often gets talked about as if it's something that could be quantifiable. Yes. And if you want to quantify badness, if you want to assign rules to what makes something bad... This cannot fall into that category. No, because it's... You walk into this movie, you get exactly, mm-hmm. exactly what you yeah. sign up for. If, it's literally Harry Potter, but with farts. <laughs> <laughs> it even has Rupert Grint. <laughs> that is how they pitched it to Rupert Grint. They but were like, I, I wait, okay, that... okay. You knew you did, you did Harry Potter, right? What if it was Harry Potter, but the kid I'm, couldn't stop I'm farting? I'm struggling to see the connection to Harry Potter. Really? Aside the, from Rupert Grint, and aside from the, like, child, like, prodigy. Well, it isn't just a child prodigy. It is a child who is rejected by okay. his family. Okay. Who is set, sent to this school where where everybody makes fun of him. And he has this destiny that he had no idea about, you know, and the exact 
best friend is the exact same. <laughs> I think there's enough there for when, when they walked up to Rupert Grint and they were like, hey, kid, do you want to do this movie about a farting child? He was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like Harry Fonda, yeah. Is that, that's my Rupert Grint impression. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a quality one. I think that the comparison to Harry Potter is just a little bit of a stretch. Just, well, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I think it's also okay. important to say that, like, the, 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 like, he's not fully rejected from his family. It's just that the stress of raising a child with such, such extreme flatulence uh, yes. causes the father to walk out and the mother to turn to alcoholism. Mm-hmm. But just remember that this is, this isn't all of her, this is the first Harry Potter. You know, the, the, that's, that's the one that the, the comparison would be drawn with. Because think about it. At 2001, there's no way that, like, not everyone in Britain wanted to see Harry Potter as a movie. I, <laughs> I, I think that the, the key difference for me is that, like, the school itself is not the solution to uh, Patrick Smash's problem. It's like, it's not that the school itself becomes the safe place that allows him to realize his potential. It's, uh, it's this, like, genius friend who is able to construct steampunk fart pants. Yes. That's true. Yeah. Like, there's if no anything, Jimmy Neutron Alan type. Alan is... <laughs> there's no Jimmy Neutron type in Harry Potter. Hermione. Hermione's not, like an expert inventor. Hermione's just good at school. Fine. Um, <laughs> I, I will take it back. There is no similarity between <laughs> Thunderpants and Harry Potter. Good, okay. I win. Um, the, the other thing that, we, while we were talking about that badness, mm-hmm. um, I think that you could point to the fact that a lot of the plot didn't make sense as either being just an element of surrealism that they didn't feel like explaining or a flaw. And I feel like that's where people could draw the line. Because for me, the, the fact that there was a logical leap between this guy farting outside and becoming a secret backstage opera star, <laughs> um, it, it is a weird logical leap. Um, but, it's, but it's consistent within the rules that it establishes for itself. No, that's which what I'm are, saying. Yeah. yeah, which are. Like, this... I think though that's that's why people might might consider a bad flaw. Like they might say, "Oh, there was this flaw in the script that this is a weird leap." I felt like it worked. I also feel like I didn't need the explanation of how exactly he saved the astronauts. Mm-hmm. See the the main the main thing that he does is he saves these astronauts who are caught adrift in space on mm-hmm. Icarus. Um, <laughs> not to be confused with the movie Sunshine, where there's a group of astronauts set adrift on the Icarus. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it is not a crossover, as far as I know. Um, but they just, they, they figure out how to send them into space, and they just end it there. Mm-hmm. They don't explain what he does up there. They've but they successfully get a rocket up there. I guess they ran out of rocket fuel. 
<laughs> is the explanation that we were missing. Um, <laughs> but that's about it. You know, they were just like, yeah, no, he got out there and they're saved. You don't get a, a big dramatic, he hitches on, does a spinning fart, sends it back towards the earth. You don't get any of that. Yeah, because that's and not I what's... I didn't need that. No, because that's not what's important. What's important is that this kid's dream was to be an astronaut. And he yeah. got to be an astronaut. Nobody made that joke, and that is <laughs> that is a flaw of the movie. But no, I was, coming... I was waiting, waiting. <laughs> I I thought that when when they were like, okay, let's blow ass, which is what they actually said when they were launching him into space. Um, no, no, Eric, you are denying Patrick Smash of his agency. Patrick Smash launched himself into space. Oh, of course, yes. Um, but I think getting back onto that question of its badness, because I think that what's the most generative about this movie is the way that it combats the positioning of badness as uh, as a, a, a formal or objective property of a text. Because if... If we're only talking about badness as something that is quantifiable, this cannot be included in that category because mm -hmm. too many of its moving parts fit together and too much of it works that like the only thing that practically makes it bad. I won't even go so far as to say that there are like sufficient plot holes that take away from it because I think that like it's not the type of movie that cares I think that the only the only thing that positions this movie within discourses of badness, and I think that it is positioned within discourses of badness, is the fact that the premise behind it is so grounded in low culture and scatological humor that it is automatically not considered worthy of that evaluative status. Yeah, it's it's the kind of movie that people can look at from a distance, and most people, if they watched it, might not enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, but when you look at it from this perspective of the the correct audience finding it, yeah, like the audience that it was made for watching it, this succeeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that that's where. Like, there are a lot of movies that I've either watched or heard of that fit into that category. And you could also say that about a lot of art films. <laughs> that, you know, if you watch Wavelength, mm -hmm. which is, you know, acclaimed with the wrong audience, you will get Rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> or even if you, if you watch, you know, like a Terrence Malick movie uh -huh. with the wrong audience there's going to be a significant faction of it, uh, of that audience, that will declare it a bad movie. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, the, the, the premise itself will make it unwatched by the wrong audience, mm -hmm. you hope. You know, there's no one that's going to turn this on accidentally and stay till the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but again, the people who will turn it on and stay to the end will get exactly what they're looking for. Yeah. I enjoyed this movie. I got exactly what I wanted out of this movie. Yeah. I I mean, 
because of who we are, I wanted it to be worse. I will say that. <laughs> I, I wanted to be able to come out of this and say this is terrible. But I didn't get that. And that's fine. I'm not going to fault the movie for not being bad. I think that the one thing that I wasn't expecting was for the script to be as tight as it was. Yeah, it, and, and for the joke not to fall flat at any yeah. point. Like, I, I, you, you think, okay, after the first 20 minutes, this is going to yeah. just die. And it didn't because they, they, they pulled you into so many different directions that it was like watching um, a series of sketches. Yeah. You know, like, there, there, there were connective tissues. You, you did say, like, as you said, the, there were through lines that were mm-hmm. placed earlier. But as, as a whole, you could watch this as an independent, like, web series, you know, yeah. with a few different things, and it would have also worked just as well. Yeah, um, the structure was quite episodic in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's where I want to kind of leave it, I think, is just... If if you're interested in watching a movie about a young child overcoming his excessive flatulence, <laughs> you can't go wrong with Thunderpants. It's probably your only option, and it's a good one. <laughs> and do you have anything else to say about it? Yeah, I don't think I have anything left to say about this. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that we included this movie. (laughs) And now, um, I will also say that, you know, in this last section of our theme song composed by Tarquin Alexandra, who you can follow on Twitter at T-A-R-Q Alexandra, there is one of the notes that was actually sung by a small child from his arse. Try to identify it. Uh, yeah, that's definitely, definitely true. That is definitely 100% true. And you should all definitely find that one note. And speaking of Tarquin, though, I, Eric, have actually been cheating on you a little bit. Uh, I recently recorded a podcast with Tarquin. There are substantially fewer fart jokes, I'm afraid to say, uh, but we do talk about uh, her experiences with chronic illness, her identity within the disabled community. It is called The Art of Remaining in Place, and I'm really pleased with how it turned out. Uh, anyone anyone who's listening to this podcast should probably go give that one a try. It's just one episode. Uh, it's something that I did for one of my classes, uh, and it's up on Tarquin's YouTube channel if you're interested in checking that out. Now, I should clarify, you know, I'm not upset about the affair, Jared. I'm upset that it's so much better than anything that we have done. And, you know, that's just, that that hurts the most. Um, but if they do want to follow you and your cheating ways and all of your flatulent takes on Twitter, how can they do that? Because I make a lot of those. Uh, yes. You can fart me at Jared Aronoff on Twitter. Sorry, follow. Um, and you can also uh, follow uh, the show itself at Flum Dumpster. Where can they find you, Eric? 
Oh, you can find me just farting around. Just, just farting around. That's it. Uh, well, I'm tired. You might even say I'm gassed. I'm pooped. Toodles. <laughs> Hope you vote. <laughs> If the concept were to exist that I'm to explain, which it doesn't, in hypothetical terms, every form of art has a bucket, a container to categorize the format and style, the greats and the rotten, the podcast that you've just consumed, did the work for you, by scraping the bottom.